This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and I'm your host of Yoga Birth Babies. And today's episode is a little bit of a departure from what we typically talk about pregnancy and birth and interventions and lactation. Today, we're talking about what your astrological chart can tell you about yourself and your parenting and your child. I found this conversation fascinating. Full disclosure, I love astrology. I think it's really interesting. Both my kids as a gift were given their birth charts and my mom had me have my birth chart done when I graduated the conservatory. So it's something that I always have in the back of my mind. So when it was presented to me that I can interview someone about natal charts and parenting, I jumped on it. So we have Tara Vogel. She is a certified parenting astrologer who is passionate about helping parents stay connected to their kids and themselves using astrology. I think you're going to have a really fun time listening to this, as well as if it strikes an interest, start to look at, hmm, what does my child's chart say about how they need to be parented and how am I as a parent reacting or maybe being triggered by things. So it's just another way of looking at parenting. And I think, at least for myself, anything that can give me some more tools and insight to who I am and how I parent and who my children are and how they need to be parented, I think is a good thing. So I hope you enjoy this. Before we get to that conversation, I just want to go over things that are happening at the studio. Oh, wow. It has been such a blast watching the community rebuild. We now have even more classes in person. I think we have every single day of the week except Sunday, and that's when we have it online. And we still have our online classes every day. So just this morning's class, I was talking to, where are you turning in from? We had someone from California. We had someone from Nicaragua. We have people, some were from the Upper West Side in New York, which is where our studio is, but it was really beautiful to see people all over still connecting online. So I've got in-person classes for you, online classes for you. Those are our prenatal and postnatal yoga classes. And of course, all of our workshops, our parenting workshops online, some of them on demand, some of them online live, and then some in person. So go to our website, check it out, prenatalyogacenter.com. And then while you're cruising around our website, you can look at our free downloadable, Five Simple Solutions to the Most Common Pregnancy Pains. And I always say, don't forget, postpartum pains can fall into those categories too. It's like a little cheat sheet for the days that you can't make it to class. What else is happening? Let's see. We've got our teacher training. We were back in person this fall. That was super fun. And then we have our online training for late fall and early winter. And then we're back in person for the spring. So if you are someone that is really interested in serving the perinatal community and you're already a yoga teacher, check this out. It is a very in-depth, very 
I'm going to say fun and exciting program, evidence-based of course. So you can also check that out on our website. Then the last thing, and this is really about you, the listener, the community. If there's a topic that I haven't covered, or maybe I already covered it, but you want a different angle, or maybe you have someone you think would be a really good guest, reach out to me because I really want to make sure that I am offering you what is best going to support you through your pregnancy and your birth and your early parenthood journey. So you can always reach me at deb at prenatalyogacenter.com. Okay, we're going to take a super quick break and when we come back, please enjoy my conversation with Tara. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Tara. How are you? Good. Hi, Deb. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So this is interesting. I have never had anyone talk about astrological charts on the podcast, but I'll also say both my kids, it was a gift, but both my kids had their charts done and they're hanging in their room. So I see them all the time. So I'm really excited to to dive into this topic. So um, I guess the best way to start is I'd love to learn a little bit about you and how you ended up as a parenting astrologer. Yeah, so I will share. I have three children. Um, one is about to turn 10 next week. Another one is 17. And then I have a 21-year-old. So when, so I'm going to rewind the story to okay. when my 17-year-old, um, when she was first born. So I had a beautiful birth um, with a midwife. It was a beautiful pregnancy. I did all the things, you know, the right, the quote unquote right things. And when she was born, um, you know, again, I had a beautiful birth that she was struggling to nurse. And I was at the time I was a La Leche League leader. So I'm thinking, how is it that I can't get my baby to nurse when I, this is like what I do for other moms. And so, you know, fast forward, we realized that she was having developmental delays. We really didn't know why. I tried everything under the sun uh, mainstream, alternative, you name it. I tried to figure out what was happening with her. And when she was maybe three or four, we got an MRI done and we she officially had the diagnosis of cerebral palsy, that there was some insult when she was probably in utero, but I don't really know when, um, where there was an oxygen loss. So, um, and, you know, we, like I said, we've been, we were trying to all these different ways to have her, like to fix her, you know, to help her be more um, incarnated and, and just in her body in this lifetime. And so, you know, it was, and even with the diagnosis of cerebral palsy, there's a lot you can do to help repair the brain and the pathways and everything. And so we were really, I was really burning myself out doing that and just wanting to support her. And we ended up, we were looking at schools for her at the time we lived in New Jersey and there weren't any schools that were really, um, like I knew she was, I, I knew, especially, especially because there wasn't any, I would, you know, birth trauma 
I knew that she was here as a soul. I was a pretty spiritual mom at the time, still am, but I knew that she was a soul on a different path. And my son, who was three and a half years older than her, was going to a Waldorf school. And Waldorf is really good at honoring the soul and, you know, the the path that they chose. And I really wanted that for Eva when it was time for her to go to school. And I couldn't find that in New Jersey. And But I wanted a Waldorf school for her. And so there was a Waldorf school for special needs children in Pennsylvania. And that's, we ended up moving. And when we got there, I was trying to connect with the new moms. And someone had said, have you ever heard, had Eva's birth chart read? And and I said, I don't know what that is. Tell me a little bit more. And, you know, a birth chart is, I'll tell you for all um, of the listeners that don't know, it's a flattened out map of where all the planets were in the sky on the daytime and place when that you're born. And we all have one. And um so I said, I don't really know what that is. And I know that I'm a Capricorn and Eva's a Pisces, but is there more to know? And so I went and I had her birth chart read because we all know our sun signs, right? Mm-hmm. And we have, there was, the moon was a, in a certain sign when we were born. There was a sign that was coming up on the horizon. Like all of, there's so much more to us than just our sun sign and our personality. So I had hers read and I was by the local astrologer, you know, back at that time, I was just blown away by how he described her so accurately and her personality and the way she processed emotions and the way she thought, because she's really, really smart. Um, and I, I just, I couldn't, he had never met her. And I just thought, I need to understand this more because what it brought me in that moment was peace. Like, okay, she's, um, you know, of course, the birth chart, your natal chart doesn't diagnose you with like, okay, here you have cerebral palsy, you're neurotypical or neurodivergent or anything like that. But it does explain, you know, how our personality presents itself and how our mind thinks and how um, how we learn and how we communicate, all of those things. And so he described them so accurately. And I just, it brought me peace to know that, okay, although her circumstances are hard, there's something greater that's going on with her in this lifetime. And all I need to do is support her as her mom. And that the information that he gave me from that natal chart reading helped me support her in the way that um, her soul was wanting, not the way that I thought she needed to be supported. So um, I, I had her scheduled. I mean, we were doing every therapy under the sun and, and here she is a really, really sensitive soul. She has a lot of planets in Pisces so needs her space and time to dream and just be. And so it was so um, illuminating for me. And I thought, I, first of all, I need to understand how this works and then just really had the inspiration to go on and do this for other parents. And as you know, as I said, I have two other children and they're, you know, completely neurotypical and what I know about their chart, their natal chart has helped me just as much as having Eva's natal chart read. So it's a, it's like a parenting hack in itself. Um, and that's, I often talk about the astrological natal chart that way. It makes me want to go in my kid's room and look at their charts more. I mean, he's <laughs> literally hanging up their beautiful charts. So tell me, I'm slightly kind of going off script of the questions I sent, but this is fascinating to me. So 
tell me what it is that when someone has their, the chart done, okay, I'm going to back up. When someone has their chart done, what are the things listed that a parent might observe? And then how might that help them? Parents are like, what was it about Ava's chart that you saw? They're like, okay, this is giving me the roadmap to how she needs support. I just threw a lot of questions at you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you definitely need an astrologer. Um, So I'm assuming that you had somebody printed out because there's so many options, you know, a beautiful um, chart that can be framed and it says, this is where Mercury was, this is where the sun was and the degree, you know, of all these planets. And sometimes you even get a written interpretation, but there's, you know, a computer can only do so much. And so when you're sitting with an astrologer, they can really explain your child. Like I I see it as um, we all have a soul curriculum and it can be understood by understanding the language of astrology and the natal chart. And not everybody understands the language of astrology. So that's why it can be helpful to have an astrologer to interpret that for you. So if you um, can say like what would be on a chart and what someone, like I know that there was the moon, the rising, there's sun yeah. sign. Like, so what are the things that might show up on a chart and what do they mean? Yeah. So the, when um, I'm doing a chart for, and I really like to, I, I, I like to read children's charts for parents. So the child is not there. It's almost, I have a background. I used to be an elementary school teacher before I had kids. And then after I had my first baby, I became a natural parenting educator. So I have this parenting slant to my background. Um, So I like to sit with a parent and let them understand, like help them to understand their child's soul curriculum. And we all have free will. And so how that curriculum plays out is very much, you know, dependent on our own consciousness as we get older. But, you know, when we're young, it really depends on the level of consciousness of our parents and, you know, our circumstances, where, what culture are we born into, what, um, where in the world we live and all those things. So, um, but what I really like to focus on first is the moon, because the moon is our childhood, especially um, from the time of birth to age seven. Those are our moon years. And so understanding that the moon in anyone's natal chart describes um, our emotional body and our needs and what we need to feel cared for and what makes us comfortable and happy and how we feel safe, you know, that's different for, for all of us. Um, it also, you know, talks about how, how changes happen because, you know, the moon changes so frequently. So it's really, um, there's a famous astrologer, uh, Noel Till, and he says, your moon shows your reigning need. And so it's really helpful for parents to understand how that child, how their child wants to be um, nurtured, you know, and and it can be really fascinating to understand our own moon signs and how it is that we signed up to be nurtured um, in this lifetime. It's, you know, I not only do astrology for parents, I do astrology so you can reparent yourself and really take care of yourself well, maybe that you didn't get, you know, when you were younger. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, it's a really good self-care for mom tool, mom's tool as well to have your own natal chart read. So I love to start with the moon and then I like to look at Mercury because Mercury, it's our Mercury years are years seven to 14. Not that the moon doesn't become important. The moon is the foundation for all of who we are. And it's interesting that we all know our sun, but we can't know our moon until we pull up our birth chart, right? So we know that, you know, if you were born, if there was a baby that was born today, the sun is in Virgo. So that that baby would be a Virgo sun. But we also have the moon is changing. If half the day today it's in Cancer, then um, the, the second half of the day it's in Leo. So you really need to be able to, and you can go on astro.com. And, you know, years ago we had to, astrologers had to do everything by hand and now we have computers that do it for us. Um, so anyway, so it's Mercury is really important as well because that tells Mercury in our chart tells how our mind works, how we learn best, how we communicate the kind of words that I need to hear from my primary caregiver. I mean, tell me that's not important. Yes. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. It, like the, the way my, what my repetitive thoughts are, you know, because so Mercury is in one of the Zodiac signs too. So, um, and the sun comes a little bit later, like we develop our sun um, as we move through our years, but um, we really express ourselves, you know, if like, do you know, you know, your kid's sun signs, right? Tell me. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think, I know their sun, I know they're rising and I'd have to look at their charts to know their moon. And then I, of course, just putting it back to myself, like, I know my sun, my moon, my rising, and then how are we all compatible? So. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 That's, it's great. And that's, these are all things that we talk about in sessions, but yeah, to know just your sun, your own sun, moon and rising and your kid's sun, moon and rising can be really helpful. You know, if, you know, like I'm a Capricorn and so Capricorns are very goal focused and, you know, they, that's my workers. rising. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah you were, re- you came in responsible. You were responsible when you were young. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. I've always been. Yes. That is something yeah. that, yes. But here's a question I was thinking about. So I know I've been to births a bunch and they, you know, baby comes out and someone looks at a watch or a clock and they're like, here's the time. But, and I know that on charts, it's down to like the minute, but what if that was off by, like you said, half the day it could be in cancer, half the day it could be in something else. Like how to the minute accurate does a chart have to be. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have a clock watcher. Um, you but know, I know I that I mean, those sister. can be slightly off by a few minutes. Yeah. They can, and a few minutes isn't going to make that much of a difference. Um, you know, the rising sign, so the sign, like right now, um, I don't know, like I'm in uh, the Philadelphia area, so there is a sign that's rising on the eastern horizon. It's different than the the sign that's rising on the other side of the earth, but, you know, and so that rising sign changes every, the rising sign degree changes. I'm getting a little technical here, (laughs) changes every four minutes. So, you know, each sign of the Zodiac, there are 12 of them rise for about two hours. So your rising sign is really important. And if you have, you know, if it's within a few minutes, you're still good, you know, and, it's best to have a really accurate time. So, 
you know, yeah, that's my answer to that. It's um, the more accurate a time you can have, the better of a reading. But, you know, if it's off by even 10 minutes cannot make that much of a difference. It may still be the same rising sign. It may still be the same moon sign. You know, it just depends um, on things. Thank you. That answers a question because I've always wondered, because again, attending births, I've seen someone and then my own births. I'm like, how accurate are those? Um, <laughs> I was just always yeah. curious. What does yeah. modern day astrology look like? Because I feel like some people think astrology and they just think like woo woo purple crystals. Like <laughs> what are some of the yeah. common misconceptions about modern day astrology? Um. Well, definitely that it's, that there's nothing to it. <laughs> and all those people that, um, are naysayers, I really encourage you to just go have your own birth chart read because by the end and, and you just show up and the astrologer, all they have is that map of where the planets were in the sky on the daytime and place you were born. And they will tell you about you. And they will also tell you about what's really like the kinds of things that are happening in your life right now, like what might be hard for you, where you're being asked to rise to the occasion. So because we have not only who you are, which is shown by your natal chart, and that never changes, you know, that's our promise in this lifetime. Like I'm going to come, I'm going to do this, you know, this, this is who I'm going to be. But the planets in the sky are always moving and they touch in with those sensitive points, you know, like your Capricorn rising is at a certain degree. So, you know, sometime in the, in the last, um, 10 years or so, you've had Pluto cross your ascendant. So there's a, a whole transformation of who you, and I don't know the degree of your rising, but like who you are, you're becoming someone new, you're transforming and becoming someone different. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it can be really helpful to understand the transits that you have going on at the time, because it can make your crazy normal, or it can make your, oh, oh, this is why I got fired, or this is why I'm now realizing that the partner that I chose really is not the one that is my life partner, you know, or this is why um, I needed to completely change careers because it was, you know, and so it can also help understand why we have things that are happening in our lives. But yeah, if you go to a really well-trained astrologer, they'll be able to explain, to tell you about you like your mother couldn't even. So, and then you're like, okay, I might not understand it, but I know there's something to it. So some people just think it's made up. Mm -hmm. Um, Another misconception is that it can predict really bad things when modern astrology absolutely does not do that. It is, how is this the perfect chart for you? How is this um, the perfect transit, the perfect time that you're experiencing right now in your life? What is your soul wanting to learn from it? And so, um, you know, I think in the days of ancient astrology, like all of the, the royalty had astrologers because they needed to be able to predict if their kingdom was going to get attacked and they needed to know like the worst case scenarios. And, and I think that's where this like predictive, like can predict like really bad things definitively, mm-hmm. <laughs> which astrology cannot definitively predict anything like that, especially not modern astrologers. That's not even how I was trained. So there's traditional astrologers and there's modern psychological astrologers. All of my teachers have been modern psychological astrologers. Um, so 
I don't want to know how to do that. And I would, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. This is making sense. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about how natal charts can help people better connect with their child or children and themselves. So we'll be right back and we'll jump into that. It's time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to lucky land. You know what they say? Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandslots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, we are back. So kind of pulling it back to the parenting idea because I find now, again, I keep wanting to like pause and go look at my kids, like take the charts off the wall and be like, what does this mean? Um, but <laughs> how can someone's natal charts help them better connect with their children and themselves? Yeah, well, when we understand who someone else is, we have a lot of acceptance and and love and appreciation for them. Like, oh my gosh, this, um, I'll just use my daughter for an example, my almost 10 year old. Everyone in the family is, you know, all the zodiac signs are either in four elements, air, earth, water, or fire. And so we are a family of water and earth people and she is fire and air. And boy, does she have a lot of energy. And, and it, and, and it can seem like, She's high energy. There's always something going on. Her, She's always talking about something. She, I don't even understand how she has so much energy. So um, she can many times feel like I'm so different than everyone else, like, or I talk too much or I have too much energy. And it's just because she's in a sea, she's swimming in a sea of very emotional people who are very practical. You know, earth is very practical. Water is very deeply feeling and emotional. And sometimes her energy can be a lot for us and can feel a little bit like overwhelming. So um, I have to, knowing that, knowing that she is a lot of fire and air allows me to be like, look at you, you beautiful, energetic child who's come with a different soul curriculum than, than me. I'm actually very low in fire and air. Ah, and you're here to teach me that, which can, is a very, very common thing that our children show us what we need to um, really embrace for ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, which is almost like I get, we could do a whole nother podcast on that. Um, when we as parents get um, triggered, you know, what that, how to, how to think about that astrologically. But um it can just, you know, when parents leave sessions with me, it's almost like, and I, and I really like to get very practical, like, tell me the hard thing that you're experiencing right now about your relationship with your child. And so it really, because I really want to use their kids' natal chart as a tool to help support them in their day-to-day life, because you're a parent, right? It yeah. is a day-to-day thing. 
you know, I don't need the prediction. I don't need the, oh, someday your child's going to have a great career. It's like, no, just tell me how to get to the end of the week because right now we're in a challenging little bit and we butt heads a lot or, you know, this is happening. So I'd love to work on the very practical things. My Mercury, the way my mind works is in an earth sign, so it likes to get practical. Um, so if parents leave sessions with, you know, having had their child's chart read, feeling really empowered and like this, oh my gosh, I appreciate them in a way that I just didn't before. Because I'm also, here's the little secret about reading a child's chart. I teach about this also. I teach other astrologers how to read children's charts. They're very simple because kids just are themselves. Mm -hmm. They have not gotten themselves um, like a wrung out of them yet. They just really are a true expression of how they are. So right. it's very literally their natal chart. I don't have to think about, it's just, it's very easy to read them. So um, parents leave with this renewed way of seeing their child and just this acceptance. And it's really, and, and very practical directives. As I said, I'm like a practical astrologer. So um, yeah, I think it's your best parenting tool, one of your best. So I do have a question because when I was pregnant and we didn't plan their signs, but I was aware when we got due dates, I'm like, okay, these are water signs. And I know certain signs connect better with others. So it happens to be that all the signs, their two signs are compatible on, you know, um, typically with mine, but what happens, and this could be totally wrong. Like what happens if a child's sign isn't a quote unquote good fit or like compatible with the parents, you know, how they, how certain ones are grouped better getting along. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean, I really believe that all signs get along with all signs. Okay. You know, so maybe it's like old thinking. It, it Well, I think that there's a lot of like, Oh, you should, oh, if you're a Capricorn, you should never date a Leo. Like, I think that gets a lot of, um, it gets people like, oh, you know, like, and so it sells. It's like, it's that kind of, it's that pop astrology that sells, yeah. but I okay. don't believe that, you know, because we are, we're only, we're not just our sun sign. Of course, we're our moon sign, our moon sign in relationships and our Venus sign can be way more important than our sun sign. So it's just the different, you know, the planets in our natal chart are just different parts of us. So don't get too hung so, up on it. So if yeah, someone's out there exactly. and you're like, oh, I'm a Capricorn, I don't, what'd you say, Capricorn and Leo's? You're like, oh no, my baby's going to be a Leo. We're we're going to have a struggling relationship. So don't get too hung up on that. No, because who knows? And the the thing is that like, you know, I'm a Capricorn son and my my son, who's 21, is a Capricorn moon, you know, and somebody, and and um, my daughter Eva has her her Mars in Capricorn. So there are similar because when we come, there's similar threads that run through families. There's a whole book written on this. Um, I think it's called Planetary Threads and how the 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 theme runs through families. So because if I come with a certain quote unquote soul curriculum, I need to be. Um, bathed in that as I'm growing up. I need to be really witnessing the Capricorn archetype or, you know, the Saturn archetype because Saturn rules Capricorn. So we do come with similar flavors um, as our children. Okay. That's... And so even though, you know, my daughter's sun, moon, and rising is in fire and air, there are, you know, there's other water and earth signatures in her as well. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Myself and my two kids are all water, my husband's air. And I'm like, oh, I wonder how that fits. Mm. Interesting. All right. So what does someone's Zodiac sign say about their parenting style? Yeah, that, I actually have an ebook. Um, maybe you could put that in the show notes. Sure. It's called "What What Does My Son What Does My Son Say About My Mothering Style?" Huh. You know, because um, so you can read about that. Okay. And um, you know, it, it it's more than just the son. But I I made the book because everybody I wrote the book because everybody knows their sun sign. Um, but your rising sign, which you really haven't talked to about. I know you're a Capricorn rising. Your rising sign is the way you move through life, you know, the way. So it's like you can think of it this way for the listeners out there. If you just know your sun, moon, and rising, your sun is what you want, your personality. Your moon is what you need, like your, you know, how to nurture yourself. Okay. And your rising sign is a lot of times how people see you and it's oh. how you go about getting what you want and what you need. It's like, it's, you know, for you, it's like you have Capricorn blood running through your system. Like you just, and so sometimes people think you are a Capricorn, right? Because there's, there, you're responsible. You can, you handle things. You can do hard things. There's yeah. give me a job and I'll do it. Yeah. That kind of thing. So people can think like, oh, she must be a Capricorn. When really it's just, that's the blood that's running or the juice that's running through your that's so interesting that that has this, that it seems to have such a strong, uh, hold or perception of the personality when most of us relate to or think of ourselves more in the sun sign. Like I've always thought of myself mm-hmm. more of my sun sign. Um, that's so interesting. So what, so yeah. someone's sun sign, what would that say about their parenting? But we shouldn't think just sun sign. We should think more all together and our rising sign. Am I interpreting that correctly? Yeah, it, it's really, you know, putting, and that's where a professional astrologer can kind of put the three together for you and, right. and much more, you know, because when you take your first breath, it sets up all the houses in astrology. And that's, you know, the houses play a really important role as well. Like, well, where is, you know, what's sun, what sun sign are you? Oh, Scorpio. Scorpio. So where in, like, where is your Scorpio sun? What house is it in? Because the houses are just different areas of life where these parts or the planets, you know, in astrology show up for us. Like where, what area of life is there going to be a lot of action for you and you're going to develop your personality and develop yourself? Is it in the house of family and home? Is it in career? Is it in the house of um, partnerships and marriage? So, um, but your own moon, so your moon shows this is really fascinating um, because I have three different kids and they have three different moon signs and I am the same person, but our own natal moon shows our perception of our mom, the way I saw her. So whatever your moon is, that's how you saw your mom. And guess what? You have, you have two kids, right? They have two moon signs. I don't know if they're the same or not, but that's their perception of you. And so it can be really, I'm not really answering your question, but I am going to answer it in a minute. (laughs) It can be really helpful to understand your kid's natal chart, to understand the way, the light that they see you in, the way that they see you. Um, And our own natal moon, so going back to our own chart, 
also shows like how we were mothered, but also it shows how we mother. Mm. So yeah, it's, although the book, the ebook is about your sun sign, which can provide insight. And I give some other little insight in there about, you know, the fourth house in astrology for those who know a little bit more astrology, but your moon sign is also tells about your mothering, like how you mother, because it's how you were mothered. So it's really helpful to bring consciousness and um, acceptance around that, right? Because we we don't always appreciate the way we were mothered. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it can cause pain for us the way we were mothered, yet that's in us. We are that. And so the more we can bring our light of awareness, which is shown by the sun in, in astrology, and our and our love and acceptance, and surrender, which is shown by the moon in astrology, the more um, we can have it be the way we want it. Like all signs, there are no bad signs. There's only the light and the shadow of the sign. What this keeps making me think about is that as parents, we need to see our kids for individuals and as they are. And I know sometimes it's easy for me to kind of clump my kids together and be like, okay, we're all doing it this way, but really to parent them to their unique needs. And if a natal chart helps clarify that, that's just another wonderful tool. At least that's what's coming yeah, up for me. Like they, yeah. I mean, I always say they really do come with instruction books. They really do. <laughs> it's called your natal chart, their natal chart. And understanding that can be um, really helpful in like individualizing the kind of parenting they need. I mean, of course, you're going to, you know, have an overall arching, you know, umbrella. Like I really like to, my own personal style is like, you could call it attachment parenting or parenting with, you know, connected parenting, nervous system, um, mindful parenting, like, you know, that all of those, um, those umbrellas, but then you just prescribe it more, uh, more precisely with the natal chart. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, I'm so fascinated. Um, all right. Is there anything else on this topic that you want to go into that I haven't asked as we, before we start to wrap up? Um, well, another really helpful thing that you don't need to go get an astrology reading for is just, you know, when I was um, found, I was newly divorced and um, Eva requires like a, a pretty unique kind of parenting. And although my kid's dad is lovely and wonderful, she just needed me. And so I ended up having my kids a lot and I was really, really struggling and, I, you know, I was a practicing, astrolo- practicing astrologer at the time. And, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd think, okay, you can do this. How, what are your tools? You know, and I would think about where the moon was in the sky on that day. Because the moon in the sky, like right now, you know, it's in Cancer right now. And, you know, it'll be moving into Leo when this podcast was recorded. The moon in the sky and wherever the moon is in the sky is the background music of the day. It affects everybody's mood, right? When the moon is in Aries, people do drive, I I guarantee you, it's a fact. They drive um, more aggressive because Aries is more of a get out of my way kind of sign, right? Mm. And so what we can cry more when the moon is in cancer, we want to, our food feels more nurturing and important. We can reminisce and 
pick up our, the phone and call our own mom or our kids can be needy on those days and, and clingy because they need mama. And so just knowing, and so I used to think like, okay, where's the moon and how can I work with that? Because when we go with the moon, life feels easier. You know, we're going with the, um, the we're surfing the wave of the day, the emotional wave of the day. So on Instagram every day, I post um, under luminary parenting, what's where the moon is and how you can ride that as a mama. And I know that, you know, your audience is primarily younger moms. Well, the younger our kid is, our baby is, the more connected they are. They just came from there, you know, and so they're, they're mostly water, you know, kids are hold more water in their bodies than adults do. So they really feel that. And if you can use that as a parenting hack, um, it can be, I believe me, it can be really helpful. And so I was doing it for myself and I used to tell my friends about it and they're like, why don't you just like be sharing this with everyone? Cause it can be really, really useful for the collective and all mamas. And so I do that at Instagram, but I also have an online community where you can um, take that information and apply it to your natal chart. And in the, our core curriculum, I teach you a little bit about how to even look at a chart And so, you know, how to think about, well, the moon is about to move into Leo. And so that can be a lighter mood than than the cancer moon. Leo is fun and it loves games. And what I said to my Instagram and my community today is that like later, you know, if dinner is hard, because dinner can get hard, right? As we move into the day and our kids get tired, it's like make up a game, like make it really fun. We're going to be in the mood for that. But then in the community, I also personalize it for your natal chart, which mm-hmm. takes it an even, it just makes it more personal for you and for your kids. So I think that's an awesome parenting hack as well. Just I really enjoy what's that. happening in the sky. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take another break. When we come back, what is one final tip or piece of advice you would like to offer new or expectant parents? Okay. Think about that during the break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Okay, we are back. So what final nugget of wisdom would you like to bestow? Mm, Gosh, you know, so for brand new moms, I really think that just um, getting your toes wet with astrology and just knowing where the moon is in the sky, what I talked about previously, and how you can use that in your parenting is really good. Get a, get a natal chart reading for yourself, mama, because when your life, life can change a lot. Your whole life changes when you become a parent and it can really feel good to, and it can be really helpful to stay connected with your own soul's um, intentions when you have someone that needs you a lot, you know, your baby. And, but as far as like getting your, your baby's natal chart read, I really like to wait until they're older, like three, four, five, and just let them be and let them um, surprise you and 
and be curious and, and notice things about them like, oh, isn't this unique? And then if you have more than one kid, like, wow, my first child never did that. And this one is. And, and like feel them for yourself before you go and you get a reading that, that someone says, oh, well, here. I mean, you can learn their sun, moon, and rising and be curious about that. But I really like when the child is just able to be before the parent, because around the age of two, I'll just say this, Mars returns. Mars, you know, is at a plate. We all have Mars in our chart where it was when we were born, and it takes two years to go around the zodiac. And so when a child has their first Mars return, they start asserting their no, and they start um, separating a little bit from mama and the parents, like, oh, I'm going to, you know, it's the intention is to do it my way, you know, I'm going to, you, and they look at you while they're doing it differently than what you want, you know, and so at that Mars return, um, and there's some other planetary things that happen, you can start to question and think, okay, gosh, I don't know how to deal with this situation. Like, I'm not sure what I should do about this. And it's really hard for me. Like when you start encountering those problems, then you can go get your kids chart read because that can be really helpful to, you know, like those little, like, yeah, here's, this is who they are and this is who you are. And this is how you can work with them, you know, knowing that. So yeah, I would say for brand new mamas, just know what's happening in the sky and then how you can flow with that and get a reading for yourself. (laughs) No, definitely. I love the idea of a reading for yourself. So where can people find your work? Um, On Instagram, Luminary Parenting. On my website, if you'd like to book a reading or find out more about the community, that's luminaryparenting.com. I also, in 2023, I'm going to be uh, releasing a parenting course on just you know, this idea of using your child's natal chart as it's for people that don't necessarily know astrology, but want to know astrology in particular, how they can use their kid's natal chart to just be a better mom, like be the mom that they need instead of the mom that you uh, like that, that how you were mothered, like you're, you're prescribing it, you're making a little prescription for each child. And so that'll be launching in 2023. But if you get on my email list, um, you can download that ebook um, that I was talking about that should be on the landing page. Um, and yeah, you can stay in touch and see what calls to you. Well, this was so much fun. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Tara. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was, it was great. I love um, talking to new mamas. That's like a, a really special, like I said, I was a natural parenting educator. I helped moms with nursing issues. And so there's a special place that I have um, in my heart for those moms. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.